Okay, we're live. Welcome to the Chiropractic Freedom Project, learning from the masters. I'm very excited today because an old friend is coming on. And uh, we've been talking about communication. Um, and, and today we've got a master coach who was talking about the neuroscience of communication before it was cool to talk about the neuroscience of communication. I mean, Russ, you, you must have been one of the original gangsters back in the day that was discussing you know how the brain processes information and how to and how to use that to increase or enhance the way that we communicate um, and the science of yes which is is what uh, dr rosen is known for a lot of you will know him he's been coaching chiropractors for many many years inside and outside the chiropractic profession um, and the science of yes is a program that has helped literally thousands of practitioners Get better results in their practice so um we're going to have a, a discussion um and i'm going to ask russ uh, maybe to start off with introduce yourself a little bit I, I actually i know your origin story um and i think it would be important to start with that because you this came out of a challenge you went through in practice and a lot of doctors are going through challenges now with covid and gas prices and, and all types of things um so let's start there tell tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a master of communication what brought you there yeah well first of all thank you for having me ravi it's always good to see you um and to all of you who are listening these are interesting times Th these are tricky times and i personally went through a tricky time um i had started in maui in uh hawaii and had a wonderful practice and a buddy of mine convinced me to start using insurance because you're getting 100 bucks a visit up to fifteen thousand dollars no questions asked no reports and you know all of a sudden my cash practice turned into you know that much cash and that much insurance and then one day it stopped just insurance stopped and <clears throat> i lost 50 percent of my practice but 75 percent of my income i just built a million dollar house and I was just in, in debt uh, above my huge hair back in the day. And, uh, you know, it was an interesting process that I went through in recognizing I got fat and lazy in my communications and getting people to value what it is that I did and, and do. Um, I really believe that I, I want people to get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime. That's people I like to work with. I see other chiropractors for myself. We're just talking about a shoulder injury I got going right now. And I see a chiropractor who just fixes things, and I don't have any problem with that. I also see a chiropractor to help me get healthy and stay healthy. Um, and so what I did was I just went back through all of my communications and how am I getting people to get the value of my care so they'll stay, pay, and refer for a lifetime. Right around that time, um, I, my wife had said to me um, how offensive I was. And I went, uh, what, me? I'm a nice guy, you know? I remember I was, I had uh, 11 tables in one room. So I was doing network at the time. I was yeah. working off a lot of tables. Somebody said something about that their medical doctor said, blah, blah, blah. And I jumped up on a table and I literally said, like, I just cursed, like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, I mean, I was really pissed off. What do you think they know? They never took a class in nutrition and blah, blah, blah. So everything I had learned was to tell people and to get in people's faces. And I recognized that if I'm going to lead people and I'm going to really shift their paradigm and their consciousness, I need to learn another way. 
And I just really learned by trial and error that I started reading some different books on the subject and um, different mentors of mine, et cetera. And I turned into um, a, a much better communicator by understanding the neuroscience of communications and what actually works. And here's a hint, telling and teaching and educating doesn't work. There's yeah. a different approach to get people to understand the, what we truly do and want what we offer. Yeah, I mean, and when you came into, especially in the coaching space, and I remember when I started practice, you know, in those days it was like cookie cutter and like, you know, this is what the recommendations are. Someone comes in, I think you even said, you know, they've got a hangnail and it's like three times a week for three months and then once a week for life. And by the way, bring your family tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, I'm kicking you out the practice. It was very, exactly. you know, and this, the way you do it is it's way more inspirational in the way that you communicate. What I also like is it's, it's in alignment with who the doctor is authentically, this whole thing of, of you know, scripting you and, and this crazy stuff that happened, you know, decades ago. Um, you move away from that. You're like, no, you're actually going to create something that's in alignment with you and you're going to inspire action through this communication so that you, you know, you go to bed at night, you know, feeling peaceful and you wake up in the morning and you're excited to go to practice. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget my first practice. I was 24 years old, 25 years old. I went from zero to 300 a week in the first year. Everyone thought, you know, I, you know, I was this massive success. I hated it. Because it was completely out of alignment with who I was. I was told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. I was following the system. And, yes, it worked, but it created something that was not me. Right. You know? And it ended up me burning out after two or three years and leaving where I was and, and starting up, you know, something completely different. So my, my question would be just speak on that a little bit about the importance of you building a practice that's in alignment with your values and in alignment with who you really are. Yeah, Ravi, as always, um, great awareness on that. So this is really common that people will come to me. Um, I remember a doc saying he was seeing people every 45 seconds and um, and he was very successful by any, you know, as far as metrics goes. And he said, I can barely get out of bed. And I said, how come? He goes, I don't know anybody's name. I don't know what's going on with them. I literally feel like I'm a machine stamping beef. And I, I always look at the umbrella when I start coaching people is I look at the umbrella of your life and part of your life is your practice. But I want work-life balance and I want you to have the practice of your dreams. One of the things that people say, if you go to my, my website and you look at all the testimonials and I have I think 57 pages of testimonials. <laughs> um, and most people talk about it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's helping you create the practice of your dreams. I'm really good at helping you clarify what your truth is and giving you templates versus scripts. Scripts yeah. don't work. They do yeah. to manipulate people, but in the long run, they just don't work. And one of the things that happens with these more you know, patient scare kind of practices is eventually the word gets out and you can't buy a referral. Like no one wants to be manipulated like that. And so, you know, when I look at my communications, it's all templates. It's all understanding what am I trying to accomplish? Once I accomplish it, I move on. And they're all questions. Just asking people Socratic questions so that they understand. And then we're going to find out what they want 
in relationship to what you can do for them and That's then show them how to have it. And I want to repeat this because this is really important. What we've heard is find out what they want. I want my neck cracked and show them how to have it. Come yeah. on in, crack your neck until you feel better. What I said was, and we use this right here, which is negative 10 means near death, right? You're in hospice care. Zero means oops, zero means you're you're feeling really good, but you're not functioning at your optimum. And plus 10 means that you're really, you're healthy. You're functioning at your optimum. All of the tests that you do are clear. And the trick is, is to find out what they want in relationship to what you can do for them. I'm not just going to tell them I can crack their neck and make it feel better. I'm going to help them understand the value of my care. And that's different for every chiropractor and how you practice, whether you're using your emotional work or nutrition or homeopathy or, or therapies or um, different kinds of techniques. Like it just depends on what your world is and what your passion is and what your values are. But once you help them understand what you could do for them, then you find out what they want. If they just want to feel better, far out. If they just want to get, if they want to get to optimal health, and you would know that because all your tests are clear, and they would know that too, far out. Like whatever it is, once it's their idea, and the whole trick is to make it their idea, it's really easy to give them what they want. If anybody here is a parent, you understand this, or in a relationship. If you're trying to make people do what they don't want, it's an uphill battle. If you're giving them what they want, it's easy. That's it. And I mean, we, we will talk a little bit about the importance of asking questions. Um, and, you know, many chiropractors, myself included, um, we tend to give facts. I suppose it's because we see ourselves as experts, maybe. I don't know what it is, but it's like these are the facts. Um, and what if we're honest with ourselves, what's usually happening is within a few seconds, you know, the eyes are glazing over and then the, the, the head is nodding, but they're actually not taking anything in. Um, and from what I understand, and you actually taught me a lot of this, was you know, very simply, you've got the logical brain and you've got that older reptilian brain or the emotional brain. Um, and in order to communicate effectively, you need to understand that and you need to understand ways of accessing, especially that older reptilian brain when you are communicating. One of those is, is questioning. Others might be storytelling or whatever. So talk a little bit about, about those two parts of the brain and how you access it. Yeah, this is key. And this is, you know, we hear this too often, but it truly is a game changer. This will, it'll change your life and every aspect of your life. And I don't care if we're talking about you and your spouse, you at the bank, talking to a teller, you, it doesn't matter. Your patients, obviously. You you made one, one statement I want to comment on. There's a wonderful book called Change or Die by Alan Deutschman. And he talks about if you want someone to make long-term change, fear, Facts and force do not work. It's what we were taught. If you look at every class you've ever taken, it was all educating you, you know, telling you, right? So fear, facts, and force don't work. If you want people to make long-term change and you're going to help them get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime, personally, I believe the beginnings of a retention, a PVA, so your mm -hmm. patient visits divided by your number of new patients, is a minimum of 60. I got a doc who's 223 right now. A lot of docs are over 100. But if you're really helping people get healthy and stay healthy for a lifetime, they're going to stick around for their lifetime, which means they're seeing you for a whole lot of visits over a period of time, right? So what does work is relate. So we build a relationship. 
we shift their paradigm, cause them to think in a different way. And then each and every visit, they understand what's going on. They understand the process. So how do we do it? Here's how it works. In the neuroscience communication, we need to understand these parts of the brain. We have the reptilian brain. Robbie, what does the reptilian brain do for a living? Do you remember? Well, I know it's your emotional sensor, but it's, it's around what's in, is there danger or not? Yeah, it's survival. So yeah. the reptilian brain is all about survival. The three apps, food, fighting, and fornication. Okay, those, those are the three apps. 94 to 98% of all information doesn't make it past your reptilian brain. Everybody right now, think about this. Do you have any pants on or a dress? Okay, think about it. Can you feel that on your left leg? Yes. Did you feel it a moment ago? No. Did you feel it on your right leg? No. How come? Because that neural input coming in wasn't important for your survival, right? So your reptilian brain, what it's going to do, it's going to protect you from going on overwhelm by not allowing information up to your neocortex for thinking, reasoning, and problem solving. Now, if the information makes it up to the neocortex, Robbie, for what? Thinking, thinking reasoning, and problem solving. solving. Then it'll drop into the limbic system. The emotions is a new belief system. So I've got the Rosenites, you have Delgadoites, you know, you have Smithites. Those people that got into their limbic system as a new belief system, they'll go to war with you and for you because they believe yeah. in you. Well, you've got your information past the reptilian brain. Now, here's a challenge. In a normal conversation, you hear about 25% of what they're saying, meaning 25% of your information got past the reptilian brain, right? So you sit in class, right? You're thinking, oh, no sure is going off today, man. I want to be surfing. And you hear wah, 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 your teacher, wah, wah. And that'll yes. be on the test, right? Oh, that'll be on the test. What'll be on the test? Your reptilian brain said that'll be on the test is important to your survival, right? So the average conversation you're hearing 25% because the truth is you're thinking about what you're going to say. You're thinking about what you need to pick up on the way home. You're thinking, man, is she cute? Or is he cute, right? Like, I mean, that that's all going on. Plus, we speak seven times slower than the brain actually processes information. So there's all this multi stuff going on. My question to you, as and we'll let Robbie answer for you, but I know the answer will be the same. If the average conversation, your patient's going to hear 25% of what you say, what percentage of your information, Robbie, would you like them to hear? I'd obviously love them to hear 100% of my information. Thank you. That's the answer. And I yeah. guarantee you 100% you can do that. You just got to quit educating the way that we've been taught to educate. What we were taught was to speak from our neocortex, thinking, reasoning, and problem solving, to their neocortex. We were taught yeah. to educate with fear, facts, and force. That's what we were taught to do. Everybody, every teacher you've ever had, unless you happen to have an amazing one that wasn't that way, but most everyone, that's how they did it. So you're just modeling. It's not your fault. You didn't know. But now you're going to know because I'll show you exactly what to do to get your patients to get 100% of your information. And I'll ask you, docs, think about this for a second. If they truly understood the value of your care, if they really understand you, they understand what you do, would that change your practice? And Absolutely. the answer is, Absolutely, dramatically. And this is where we go from a 20 retention to 150 retention because our patients get it. It's where we go from needing to do 
you know, a ton of outside marketing to a ton of internal referrals. How come? Because they get what you do. It's where you go from being I'm stamping beef to very fulfilled in practice because they're sticking around long enough to get the actual results. You know, you can get with them. You're not an expensive aspirin. So how do you do it? Here's how you do it. You were taught to speak from your neocortex to their neocortex. Stop it. I want you to speak from your neocortex to their reptilian brain. The reptilian brain is a gatekeeper. The reptilian brain is choosing to send the information up to the neocortex or not. So how do we do it? Well, we can either do food fighting and fornication with our patients. Probably not a good idea. Not with, good, not with the Reggie boards, right? Or we do two things. One, we make it new, novel, and exciting. So new, novel, and exciting. That's going to cause the reptilian brain to be. And so how do we make it new, novel, and exciting? How do we do that? We make it about them. As long as you're talking about them, they're interested. What's your favorite subject? Them. Yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about them, they're interested. So step one, draw their story out of them. Step two, apply. Oh, I usually have another gizmo here. I don't have it. I'll use this. So you're going to draw their story out of them. And as you draw their story out of them, you will see they're 100% engaged. You're going to take the information you normally want to teach them with. And instead of just cramming it down their throat and making them throw up and stop listening to you, you're going to draw their story out of them. You're going to apply your story to their story and they will drop it right into their limbic system as a new belief system. So here's how we do it. We're going to make it new, novel and exciting. And we're going to ask Socratic questions. Bobby, what is your last name? Delgado. Did you already know that or was that new to you? I already knew that. You already knew it. That's an informational question. A Socratic question, Socrates, is one that causes people to do this. Are? Yeah. Are? That's a Socratic question. So what's your last name? That's not it. Delgado. So where's that from? What's from Portugal? From Portugal. Interesting. That's a Socratic question. That made him think for a second. You literally saw him go, like he knows it's from Portugal. He literally yeah. thought for a second and he lit, sent it to the neocortex, dropped it. Okay, boom. So why do you think that is? What do you think is bringing this on? What level of health would you like to get to? What kind of changes might you need to get to that level? Any of those, what, what, why do you think, why isn't this getting better? Any of those kinds of Socratic questions are going to cause them to think and you will literally see them do this. Bing, they send it right up to the neocortex for thinking, reasoning, no, problem solving. If it makes sense, it'll drop right in the limbic system. And they'll go like this, like he just did. And they'll look right in your eyes and they'll give you an answer. Check. It got there. So when I look at a consultation, I am going to do these series of steps. Is it scripted? No. I'm going to build rapport. There's 10 billion ways to build rapport. The way I do it takes 15 seconds. I'm going to relieve their concerns and fears. Why am I going to relieve their concerns and fears? Because if they're stuck in their amygdala, fight or flight, if they're stuck in their amygdala, they're not sending information to the neocortex and I'm screwed and not in a good way. So I'm going to first, I'm going to build a rapport. I'm going to relieve their concerns and fears. I'm going to find out what's truly going on with them, which is the huge issue here. 
which is work, play, and home. How is it affecting their life? What are their true concerns? That's why they're here. They're not here because of pain. No one's ever come to see you for pain. You're here because of loss or potential fear of loss, right? Then I'm, I'm going to help them understand what got them here in the first place. I'm going to help them understand this is classic and offer hope. You can do that in five minutes. It's an easy, simple thing to do when you're asking the right questions. Is that scripted? No. No. In fact, in our program here, we've got like here. Here is the questions you're going to ask right here. These are the questions you're going to ask. These are the exact same questions, but these are the notes I would have taken if I was listening to me. These are the quote unquote scripting. So the first question is, um, uh, I see Sally referred you in. How do you know Sally? So the question is, uh, how do you know who referred you in? So do you have to script that? No, you don't have to. It's like, I'm going to just ask, how do you know the person who referred you in? It's such a simple, easy thing once you understand it. And once you understand it, as soon as you accomplish what you meant to accomplish, you move on. And then you accomplish yeah. it, you move on, and you walk them up a series of steps until you get them right here where they say, I want to get healthy and stay healthy. I'm sick and tired of being sick. I understand that you can help me do that. I really want to resolve my problems. Will you help me do that? If you don't get them to this place, you have no business showing them a care plan for something other than feel better, as far as I'm concerned. And, and that's what often would happen is that um, you you don't get your communication right, and then all of a sudden you go, well, these are my recommendations, and they're like, what? You know, and then uh, the, the, the trust disappears, and it's not that you're untrustworthy, it's just that they don't get it. You know, and that's right. you would have many chiropractors say, you know, I just wish more of my patients get it. You know, why, it. why when I, why when I say you should look after yourself for the rest of your life, are they surprised? You know, right. Um, you're right. They haven't followed the system, and and you'll we notice that amazing communicators they actually speak less. You know, it's it's questioning and then listening. So they are more coming across as being interested in them rather than being an interesting person. Right. Yeah, no one cares about DD, no one cares about BJ. They care about themselves. Apply your story to their story. In fact, in the consultation, one of the things I teach my doctors to do is when you ask a question, as soon as they finish their paragraph, you acknowledge that or commiserate, whichever is more appropriate. And then you take a teaching point and you apply your story to their story. So if I understand it correctly, you don't just want this to get feeling better so you can play tennis again you would like to resolve this once and for all so you can continue to play tennis is that true and they'll do this it is true i don't just want to be able to play i want to be able to continue to play and that's their new story we literally yeah. dropped it right into here it's their new story right so then when they tell me that they want to get healthy and stay healthy and they tell me they think it would take two or three years to get there Right. And I would never give my recommendations if I didn't already find out what level of health do you want to get to? How long do you think it would take to get there? How motivated are you to get there? What kind of changes might you need to get there? I might need to get my subluxations taken care of, eat better exercise and deal with stress. And what would I hope for if I got there? And that's got to be better more than just get out of pain. It's got to be about how it's affecting their life until I've got this and it's clear. Right. And if they said, I think it will take a week or two, I need to fix that. I need to help yeah. them understand the truth about that. But once they understand this, then all I have to do is 
give them what they want. Just, just give them what they want. It's their idea. It's not my idea. I'm not making them do anything. That's their own conclusion. <laughs> that's it. And that's the key. It's their idea. They came to the conclusion. Again, they just want to feel better. And that's a real choice. It's not temporary band-aid patch of care that only a moron would choose. It's no, if what's going on in your life right now, you just want to get feeling better. From there, you'll figure out where you want to go. But right now, what would it take to get feeling better? Far out, lay down. Like, I don't have any problems. I just want to know what you want. Because if I can give you what you want, it's going to be your idea and you're going to do it. And I'm not having to make you do it, right? It's a yeah. whole different world. And that's where your retention triples, right, and quadruples. I'll mention one other thing. I was talking to a doc yesterday, and this is a common experience. We were talking about care plans, right? And so many people have challenges with care plans because they have people that come into them, or like in this guy's case, he worked in a, a higher volume patient scare kind of uh, practice where he was using scare tactics and making people do an entire year. And when they said subluxation, you have a subluxation, you, you know, wanted them to cry and all that kind of crap. And he just, he left that, you know, just like, uh, I, I hate chiropractic. I never want to do this. And then he got out of that. And then we've been working together and he's been doing really great. His practice is doing really well. We're bringing on an associate. And we finally circled back to him giving care plans. Now, one of the things that happens when the pendulum swings and people get out of that kind of practice is they go, I pride myself on not giving care plans. I tell somebody, well, come in three times this week and then we'll talk and we'll figure it out and we'll move from there. And every week they kind of tell you. So I said, if you came to see me and you had something going on, you want to be he's a big time skier and you want to be able to ski again. Would you at least like me to give you an estimate of what it would take to get this thing taken care of? And he goes, yeah. And I said, then why won't you do that for them? And what we got was it's not for him. And oftentimes it's the fear of rejection. But yeah. for him, it is what are they going to think about me? Because yeah. he has many people come in to see him that say, well, thank God you're not like this guy down the street. Anybody who prides himself, and I used to be one, by the way. Anyone who prides himself in, well, I'm not giving big care plans, that's because people are coming in and they're stroking that part of their ego, saying, well, thank God you're not like that. Well, these don't do it that way. Don't use manipulation. Don't use fear. Don't use scare tactics. If I asked you what level of health you want to get to, and you said you wanted this, and I said, great, would you like me to show you how to get there? And you said yes, and I showed that to you. And then you said that's more than I want to do. Clarify what that is, or I want to take it in stages. You can do both. You can have the best of both worlds, right? You can you can even, I get a lot of doctors to not start off with a bigger care plan like a year uh, and just start off with, look, the truth of the matter is, I think it might take about this many visits over this period of time, but I don't have a crystal ball. And if you don't mind, if you're okay with it, what I would rather do is just start with the first three months or the first yeah. two months or the first month, like whatever you're comfortable doing. Ravi, one of my superpowers is headspace and procedure. Headspace and procedure, right? Which, which one is it? Well, is it heads or tails? It's both. It's always headspace and procedure. The procedure of giving a year plan is really simple. There's a series of steps you walk a person through. Uh, eight out of 10 will sign up. Nine out of 10 will sign up. It, it just, that's how it is. The headspace, that's a whole different story. The headspace of what are they going to think of me and what if people think that I'm trying to rip them off? And what if they think I'm all about the money? 
right? And all that kind of stuff. So as soon as with him, all I had to do was poke a hole in his belief system, right? So I asked him a Socratic question, poked a hole in his belief system, which is what you're going to do with your patients. I asked a couple of questions and I helped him recognize that he believed that he was ethically recommending smaller care. So people wouldn't then think that he was doing that. Then I asked him if I were to give you recommendations to get your knee back so you can ski, would you want me to just go week by week or would you like me to give you a game plan? And he said, give me a game plan. So I said, am I being ethical? And he went, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And he just stopped me and he goes, I got it. I got it. I'm not being ethical. I can't do this anymore. Now we can give care plans with, with you know, the black belt breaking the brick instead of the white belt breaking their hand because he's now aligned with that. So you started this off saying your values, right? Well, that was his value. Unfortunately, it was a subluxated value. Yeah. So once, once you find that truth, all you got to do is poke a hole in that. I, I told him before to go ahead and start doing care plans, right? Fell on deaf ears. I knew I can't get there. Now we circle back. All I have to do is find that subluxated value or belief system, poke a hole in it, and as soon as that happens, he's on his way and he'll be fine. And this guy, he's a great communicator. He'll easily sell your plans. And now, you know, with you, obviously, if somebody had to listen to you, it's it's kind of flows off the tongue, you know. So this is a skill that, you know, to know what questions to ask, to poke holes in these false belief systems. Is this a skill that you just practice and practice and practice and you, you get better at it? Yeah, look, here's the deal. Every single person I have ever coached says, well, I suck at that. And I go, well, of course you do. <laughs> like, you never done it before. You know, come out, let's go surfing. You'll suck at that. I mean, if you haven't done it before, right? But the way that I've got it laid out, like literally, like everything is laid out. Every single thing yeah. is laid out like this. They're, all the questions are laid out. All of the, what did I learn from that? How if I were to script it, which I'm not, but I have all that printed out for you because a lot of times people go, wow, it's a great rap. You know, I love the way you said that. So I have it all typed out for you. But the trick is, is all of a sudden it's like looking at an x-ray. White is black and black is white and it's reversed. And then all of a sudden it makes sense. Yeah. Once you get, I just need to ask a series of questions. I need to make it about you. So the questions are always about them, right? Anything I'm going to teach is me applying it to them. Right. And I literally lived my entire life through these two things right here. So chiropractic premise, nervous system controls everything. You're getting proper nervous supply. You got a best chance of being healthy. You're not getting proper nervous supply, subluxation, it cause problems. Here's what causes it. If you have it, I can help. If not, I can't. And then the whole story, I have subluxations. The patient needs to say out loud that could be causing this as well as that. And this as well as that. And this as well as that. I know what brought it on. I know it will happen if I don't get it taken care of. If I do, not only can I feel better, prevent problems in the future, be healthier in five years than I am now, and I can have a better life. This is a health problem, not a back problem. And I want to get healthy and stay healthy. You can help me do it. If I can help that person get this right here through these series of questions, I'm home. So what I do with my clients is I have them, they go through the module, we role play it, and then they record their live interactions with their patients. And then we listen to it. And in seconds, right, I'll go, okay, they stopped talking. 
You said, huh. You asked another question. They stopped talking. You went, huh. What would you want to apply of your story to that story? Where's the teaching moment? And they go, yeah. oh, I got it. I got it. So if I understand it correctly, you don't just want to feel better. You want to resolve this. Is that true? That's a teaching moment. So this didn't just come on. You you actually hurt yourself back when, and therefore this has been, right? This is, you know, you this straw that broke the camel's back. Like whatever the teaching moment is, if you do it after their first couple of paragraphs, what you're going to find is everything that you wanted to teach them happened in about two or three minutes. And I listen to one second one for 30 minutes. And in the first minute, and I don't listen to them before. I don't have that kind of time, right? So as I'm listening yeah. with them, I just go pause. Okay, here's a teaching moment. Okay, here's a teaching moment. And within two or three minutes, we're ready to move on. And then we listen for another 30 minutes. And they never get them to where I got them to in two or three minutes. We do that maybe two times, maybe three times, and you're a master. So it's the role play accelerates the learning curve, you know. The role, the role play and listening to live ones. Because yeah. the challenge is, and this is just how it is, we all have blind spots. So when you yeah. study the information on your own, right, you 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 can't hear that. Uh, I was talking to a guy I'm coaching yesterday, and I had him take his favorite patients out to dinner and ask him, what do you like about the place? What do you like? Because uh, he wants to go lose practice with people like that. And he said, what don't you like? And she, he said, she said, you have a T-bar, and when you leave, this person and you come to talk to me you talk about them and she goes that means you're talking about me and i don't like yeah. that i've asked him we haven't got to this place yet to listen to his to record his daily interactions right he's heard that before but he never recognized it how come because it's a blind spot right yeah. now when he records it and listens to it it'll be a sore thumb like he was going, I never knew I did that, but I do, right? So you need someone on the outside to help you listen so you can find your uh, blind spots and find your truths. And, and that's that's where coaching and mentoring is, is so powerful because you think you know it all, but uh, someone that's objective that comes that can transform your life with, you know, one observation that uh, you don't pick up yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I must thank you. We, we uh, have run out of time, but I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you on again. Um, and and hopefully if, you, if you're if up for it in the next uh, couple of weeks, because this can go in so many ways and you've got so much experience and knowledge in different parts of practice. Um, so we're going to have you on again. But for now, where can people see some of your content, download stuff? How do they get hold of you? What's the best route? Yeah, here's the deal. If you go to www.the, so t-h-e-o-h-c for optimal health coaching so the o-h-c system.com forward slash rob if you go to that i have a uh 86 minute uh webinar on this and this and the neuroscience communications where i go into way more detail than we did right now and i show you console Exam, report of findings. These are questions. This is how you do it. Um, I also give you an opportunity if you're interested in speaking with me or you're interested in one of my programs, 
you're interested in coaching me, set up a time and I'll give you an hour of my life. You'll fill out a detailed questionnaire and I'll, I'll give you an hour and I'll help you get clear about where you're at, where you want to get to. I will mention that at the moment, probably through uh, one more month, um, my program, which has been $4,000 for 15 years um, or three three ninety seven a month for 12 months is now we're doing it as a subscription program for one ninety seven a month. So you can come and go as you like and you can download and have access to all my everything talks. And it's everything you can imagine in an optimal health kind of practice. Uh, we're probably going to do that for about another month. So it's one ninety seven a month if you start off and it would stay that way until you got out. So that's the scoop. That's how you can access it. And then, Rob, if you Robbie, if you want to uh, go in any direction, we can go into communications. Visit one, visit two, daily interaction, re-exam, re-report. We go into certainty, which is critical. We can go into how to build. I think it. that's going to be a great subject. That's uh, going to be. A great it, it's huge. There's so many things we can do. Um, okay. oh, great. Well, you know, look, we'll uh, we'll have you on a couple of times then. Um, so what I'll do is um, I'll get that um, that website from you and I'll put it in the comments under this video, um, and then I'll be sending out an email with a link to this um, to this interview, and then the the link will be there. But um, Russ, always a pleasure to speak with you. Always good um, to see you. And uh, I mean, I've learned a lot, um, and it's it's made me kind of think of a few things that that I've heard before, maybe, but it completely is lost track of. Um, and uh, we'll have you on again. And thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Aloha, brother. Good to see you. Cheers, buddy. See you. Bye-bye.